Let's just pray before we get in the Word today. Father, I just thank you that your Spirit has been with us this morning already. Lord, uh, you know and I know that these the songs that we've sung are just even a, another witness to what you have for us today. And Lord, I thank you for that. And I just ask that now that you was, you're just going to have to be the one to direct my lips to say what you would want the people here to, to hear. Because it's through you, not through me, that we're to go forward. It's through you and through your Holy Spirit moving in us that we can continue on and prosper and see your, your plans, your ways, and your will for each one of us. Lord, I just, again, ask that you would direct, my, direct what I say, that it would be from you, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I've kind of been working on this message a couple of weeks, trying to kind of get things together, and I kept thinking, all right, I'm going to get it together, we're going to, I'm going to, God's going to direct it, and, you know, uh, but it just didn't keep happening, and I was getting, I wouldn't say frustrated, but I, I just know I, I've got too many things going on sometimes, and uh, I'll just let that be an excuse, and and I do believe maybe now, for sure, it wasn't for God till today. Uh, just to give you a little background, uh, if you remember, one, we went to to Guatemala, uh, not Guatemala, we went to the Dominican Republic, and you know some of the groups of us uh, men went down, and uh, I believe it's pretty sure it was the first time we went down. Uh, Paul asked me if I would consider, you know, sharing something at because we were going, we were building a, a church. Uh, during the day, and then at night, we were going to churches in the area and just sharing the gospel, uh, you know, whatever the Lord had on our heart. And so I said, sure. You know, I, I was thinking, I, you know, we've all heard you know, the thing of Brother Tom telling us, you know, get that sermon in your in your Bible ready. Well, I didn't have a sermon in my Bible yet. I still didn't have it yet. And uh, so I just happened to have a whole pile of some past sermons of his with me. I don't remember how that happened. I just remember I had them. Well, you know, I went through those notes and prepared kind of a message. Well, when I, when I taught what I had kind of got together, to me it was a flop. It was just an absolute flop. And since that time... Uh, it's just kind of been one of those things where I thought, well, Lord, that's just not for me. I'm not somebody that that has a speaking ability to to stand. I mean, I don't mind getting up in front of crowds. It wasn't so much that. It was just getting what I want to say across to people is not always, it doesn't always, it hasn't always worked that way. So just trust me today, God's going to have to do what I've put down on paper through my through my mouth, so. Uh, but it's been about uh, close to a month ago, maybe something along those lines. Uh, Sister Mary called Starla one day, and the Lord had been dealing with her and showing her some things. And the Lord showed her uh, 
passage in Ezekiel that we're going to read. And uh, it wasn't, I don't remember the, the time frame, but it was, I believe it was, could have been the same day. Uh, Starla was talking to somebody in another state. And this person hasn't been here to our assembly, but has some connections. And uh, this person was telling her some of the same, he gave her the same scriptures. And, you know, I got thinking about those things and I thought, you know, Lord, there's, there's a reason you're showing it to these people. Uh, just help me kind of dwell through that and, and listen to that, what, what you have for us. So this past week, I decided I, I don't care what, no matter what, I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to share the scripture and God's going to have to, again, speak through me to show us uh, what he has for us. Not only just here in Shebeville, but those of you that are out watching, he has it for you too. No matter where you're at, no matter your circumstances, he has it for all of us. So uh, let's turn to Ezekiel 37. And this is the scripture that has to deal with the Valley of Dry Bones. And I'm going to be, you know, be honest. I'm not very theological. I mean, I know through the years what God showed me, what I've chosen to trust him in. Uh, but I'm not a Bible the, you know, theologian of, of, any, of, any, of any magnitude. And I don't remember. I probably have heard these scriptures before, but before uh, Mary and this other person had shared these things, I, uh, I I don't remember all of it, but as I've dwelt on it in the last month, then uh, again the Lord just will show you why we're going to hear this today. So let's read. We're going to read verse, uh, Ezekiel thirty-seven, verses one through fourteen. It says, "The hand of the Lord was upon me, that being Ezekiel, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones." And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there was very many in the open valley. And lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto me, prophesy unto these bones, and say unto thee, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring you flesh upon you, and cover your skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon the slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, 
an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole bones of Israel, I mean whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. And ye shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I am the Lord, has spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Now, as I think about these scriptures, I've been thinking about, you know, where we, where we are here. I mean, this is where we're at really this morning in our church, our church and maybe some of you out there watching. Uh, uh, you know, God wants to encourage us this morning. He wants us to uh, move with him through and let him move through us. Uh, one of the things that happened this week was this movie. We went to a movie called Breakthrough. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a true story about a uh, young teenager who was about 14, I believe was his age, in Missouri. And this happened in 2015. And he, uh, uh, he was actually adopted by the, the parents. And uh, he felt it was in the January time frame. So him and a couple of friends, he went, to, I think it was they were going to have... Uh, they're going to be out of school on that Monday before you know holiday for Martin Luther King Day or something like that, and so he'd gone to another friend's house and there was an, there was three boys all together the the house he stayed at and two other him himself and another boy, so they went out playing and they went through uh, you know there was a playground I guess if that's part of the true story but they went to a pond decided to walk on this pond they first got on it they tested it and they felt like it was. Secure enough, it was sturdy because the ice felt good enough. They thought they would be okay. So they went out and they were playing and then uh, wound up, uh, he fell through the ice. Uh, actually, I guess, I, don't, I haven't read the book, so, but he, he fell through the ice and uh, it wound up, he was in there for quite, quite a little bit of time and, of course, they called 911 and uh, the rescuers came and uh, in the movie it was showing there's, Two guys that came in the rescue group that came, and they got in the water and they were searching for him, and uh, it wound up one of the guys uh, heard a voice. Uh, he they 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 couldn't find him in the water. They had uh, a way of trying to find him and couldn't find him, and uh, the guy heard a voice, and he, he he didn't know why, but he went ahead and did what the voice said. He went back and back in another area and found this young man. He was able to pull him out. Well, the story is really about not only how God was moving there, but how was God moving in that whole uh, family because they took him to the hospital and he went to the hospital and uh, in all of all the circumstances he was under, he was not coming back to life. They were shocking him. They were giving him stuff to try to get him to come back to life. And he had been, I guess, the amount of time he wasn't responding so they, uh, they finally just kind of gave up. 
the, the medical people. So they went to get his mom, uh, and she was, I guess, I don't think the dad was there. The mom was there, and she called, he called her in, and he was trying to explain to her, you know, here, spend your last times, however long it takes, and all this. And it just shows her crying out to the Lord, and for his whole, her, one of her specific things is, Holy Spirit, come and live in my son. And in the movie, it shows that heartbeat coming to life. And that was just another way of God showing me, yes, you, we need to hear this today. Uh, because, you know, we, we already know we, there's not a big crowd here. But I still believe, and I, I've had that inkling ever since uh, uh, John stepped down that we're not to give up. Uh, we are to listen to the Lord, and part of it is going to be waiting. We're going to have to wait on Him. Uh, when I was talking to this, actually the person that talked to Starla a month ago, I, I called him last night uh, to get some inspiration, I guess. And uh, he was talking to me about the pruning process. And he said, you can share the story if you think that's appropriate. And I, I, th- I really think it is. So he was telling about where he's at, there was a, a creek. And on the creek, there was this big tree. And, you know, at certain times of the year, the leaves would just be magnificent. They'd be a golden color. And just, you know, it was just always just a real beautiful tree that, uh, you know, you just know God made it and all those kind of things. But uh, there was a, a, uh, some beavers that came. And the beavers came, and they took that tree, and they just ate it up and tore it, tore it down. And then they wound up making a nest, you know, in that area. So it, it wound up, you know, here's that tree, has gone. You're thinking, or you know, he was thinking, you know, this is uh, it's, it's kind of not awful, but it was just kind of bad that here we have, uh, we've had a, this tree we've been able to see, see all these years at the time of year, see those nice leaves and stuff. So he said what happened is the, they, the authorities came and captured the beavers because they were causing a problem by damming up that area of the water and they needed to clear it up. So they uh, wound up moving the beavers and uh, got all that cleared up. And he said what happened was that once they got all that away, there was still a big stump left from that tree. And now what has happened is from that stump, there are shoots uh, he said, now they're about six feet high. He said, there's, now there's several shoots of these trees. So he's just saying how, he was just sharing how, you know, in the pruning process, you know, we don't like that when God tries to prune us, to, to shape us up to where we need to be. And uh, he, he, he reminded me of the scripture of, about how the Lord restored the years the locusts have eaten. Uh, and, uh, you know, part of that pruning process can be painful to us, you know. And uh, he, just, he just encouraged me. He said, God's going to bring a new fel- a way of fellowship to your assembly. And by this pruning process, uh, he's going to sprout out these new sprouts. It's going to be different for us. And I don't know, I don't know what all that means, but I, I, I believe that God's going to do that. So, uh, we, part of this process is, 
you know, not listening to what the devil is going to try to tell us. You know, he's told me plenty of times that this, this whole work here is going to fail. There's no, there's no, you know, in his terms or waves, you know, there's no way this is going to work. But I'm encouraged through this message or this, these verses in Ezekiel that God's going to meet us where we're at. We just have to get our minds uh, in tune with the Holy Spirit. And if you think about it, uh, part of this process, maybe it, it just seems more exciting for me, is because as I picked out messages uh, uh, when we were picking out, you know, like the messages, and I didn't have somebody that were, was up here preaching, uh, some of those first two messages had to deal with the Holy Spirit. And... Uh, the first message was talking about, it was a message they were doing at a music conference, and they said, well, what if your song, uh, choir practice, just went into a prayer meeting? And I guess they had had that happen. Uh, and then the next message was just talking about the power of the Holy Spirit, trusting in that power. And, and I just got to think about how God, has, he's, he's getting us ready uh, we may not think that, but he's getting us ready uh, to move in the way he wants us to move. Uh, because today can be a new day. Tomorrow can be a new day. We don't have to look at the past and just think, oh, you know, yeah, it was good. We've had, we've had a lot of good services here at the old church. We've heard about that many times. But he can still be new and fresh here today. So that's what God wants me to encourage you, that, that he can do that. Uh, he can stir us up. And uh, one of the things that, uh, let's just go back to, the, to Ezekiel 37 and go through some of these verses. Okay, let's look at verse 1. Obviously God has taken Ezekiel and said he, it carried him in the spirit and set him down in this valley. So, you know, as I was doing a little research, I saw, you know, some pictures of just dry bones. And, you know, some people had, there's been, I guess, plenty of people that have taught messages along this path. Or this subject, particular subject of this passage. But God has got Ezekiel in this valley. And uh, you can just, I mean, it's just a lot of pictures you can put in your, your mind of, just bone after bone after bone in the whole valley. Uh, it kind of reminds me, uh, Joseph and I, when we went uh, out west a couple, uh, a couple, almost two years ago, we went through Death Valley uh, as part of our trip. And we went through this one, one part, uh, and it's called the Devil's Golf something. What is it? Golf course. Or that's what they have word. And what it is, is, is these bunch of rocks that are just one after, I mean, there's, there's openings between the rocks, but they're, they're just rock after just, it just looks desolate. And uh, it was kind of funny because of, I was wanting, I never did share it, but I was thinking about coming back to the golf team at the high school and saying, look, here's a course that y'all ought to play. But it just reminded me of that, that, that desolation that he's talking about here in this valley, that just is another picture to me uh, that uh, 
how God uses, he uses places, he uses people, he uses circumstances that we need to look forward to. Uh, uh, then, let's see, let's go on to verse uh, 2. He calls me to pass by them. And, then, and called, again, he said, there's very many in this whole valley. And they were dry. But then in verse 3, he said, son of man, can these, he's talking to you know, Ezekiel, God is. You know, can these bones live? And uh, look at it, you know, his answer. Well, Lord, you know. In that easy, kind of an easy answer for any of us, any time we're, we're trying to figure out, well, God, you know what's going to happen here. Uh, I think a lot of times maybe that's what he, he wants us to be in that place of, well, we do know many things. We know he's, he knows or we know that he's going to perform it. But are we thinking along the lines of his spirit moving in that circumstance, in that situation to help us? know what to do. Okay, and then he goes in verse 4. He says, Again he said unto me, Prophesy unto the bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto me, in verse 5, these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter in you, and ye shall live. So God is giving him, and he's giving us, an opportunity to hear, I'm not saying that we hear, we're here in this morning, we're all dry bones. But I do believe that, that we are at a place where we, I'm, I'm, seeing us, I'm seeing some of you understand what God's doing. Uh, we've had some prayer requests that God has, has met. He's answered. Now the ones that he hasn't answered yet, I can't, I can't tell you yet. I think that's part of our process of waiting on him and trusting him and believing him that he's going to do what he said. He's got so many promises that he's, that he's already given us. Uh, and it's just an opportunity for us to, uh, I wouldn't call it necessarily positive thinking. I'm, I would think it just being trusting in him, faith in him. But part of it is a positive confession of what he has said in his word that he will do that. So I think in many ways, any of those thoughts that the, the devil tries to bring upon us, we've got to learn not to give in to that. So uh, one thing when I talked to this person last night was, uh, he, said, he said many things I may repeat, but he said one thing, he said, don't give up. And I thought that was interesting because uh, I got that book uh, uh, isn't that the name of the book? It's, it's Don't Give Up, or something along those lines. And then he had spoken, after I got in that book, I got to thinking. Uh, so I encourage you again, just a reminder, don't give up. You know, he wants us to do a work. Uh, uh, and it, it looks pretty obvious to me, it's going to be unique. It's going to be, you know, it's obviously going to be God. Uh, it's not going to be us in our strength. It's going to be his him working again through us. Uh, and I think part of that is that breath that we need is we all have little routines. We may have little ruts that, that God's going to just have to push us a little bit farther 
and, and get us to the place where we're going to uh, not be comfortable in where we're at. We're, we're going to be seeking Him even more than we already have. And that we're going to uh, continually ask for that uh, fresh, you know, maybe a fresh anointing or just, he's, that we're going to ask God each day, His mercies are new. Just, just, just that verse alone. His mercies are new every morning. And we're going to be looking forward to that. Uh, part of what I was uh, thinking too, I, I just remembered was when, when, when he's in this valley of dry bones and it just looks desolate, it kind of reminds me of, you know, part of it just has to do with our circumstances. A lot of times we can look at circumstances as being, you know, God can't, you know, what's God, how's God going to do this? Uh, but he reminded me of David and Goliath and how, you know, there was nobody ready and willing to fight Goliath on the, in the Israel army. But here David was, just a young boy with just a few stones. So that's just another example that I believe wanted, God wanted me to share, that we can view all this as uh, a David and Goliath experience. Uh, what about the Red Sea? Uh, he, he took that wind... And he blew on the Red Sea to part that for Israel. So as we're looking at him asking, telling to, uh, for the breath to enter and you shall live. Uh, one, one thing, one person I heard uh, when I was you know, kind of looking into this, they said in the Hebrew that the word spirit and wind and breath are kind of like the same word. Uh, Caleb said they are, so I, was, I didn't get to check with him before today. So, uh, but through that, uh, you know, that breath, that life, is what he's he's promised for us. So again, I'm encouraging the, that that's what God's saying that you know He will cause that breath. He and He He will make it that we can live, and not just in our earthly way, but He can live. In the spiritual needs that we have, not only for us, but for those outside of this door. And again, I encourage you that watching, if wherever you're at, he can do the same for you as well. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, then verse six, and he says, "I will lay sinews upon you, and I will bring you bring up flesh upon you." And cover your skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and, she, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So Isaac, I mean, uh, Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded, and as he prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking, uh, one person said, a rattling, and the bones came together. So, again, to me, that's just exciting how, how God, you know, You've got this whole desolate situation, and then you hear this noise. It's you know I, I can I can't only really imagine what Ezekiel thought of or what his experience was uh, at that time. Uh, it also reminded me that time uh, I can always remember Tom talking about Paul and Silas uh, being uh, the, the the spirit coming and or them out in the prison clanking those chains together, making a praise to the Lord. So, you know, 
it's just God can, can continue to remind us of things we've heard before or even things as we go forward. Okay, and then let's go on. So the bones came together. Uh, we were talking about verse 7. It says, uh, and uh, I remember verse 8, I beheld and lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the sin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. So even though uh, he's talked up in verse 5 about breath, uh, then he comes down to verse 9. He says, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come for the four winds, O breath, breathe on these, that they may live. So again, Ezekiel prophesied as he was commanded, and the breath came into them in verse 10. And they lived. And they stood up on their feet, an exceeding great army. Now, you know, it's, it's hard for us to see this church right now raising up to be a great army. But I'm telling you, God is encouraging us that it, that it can. And part of that may not be necessarily in a great number. I don't know. I think as we, as we move forward, God's going to show us, you know, week by week, day by day, how he wants us to move through him. Okay, and then let's see. Let's go on to, of course, verse 11. He says that he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the host house of Israel. And I would contend that these are the whole house of Sheberville Christian Assembly. Uh, out of wherever you are out in the video land today, that he is there. He's wanting to restore you and us. And listen, look at verse, toward the end of verse 11. Uh, but Israel was saying, our bones are dried and our hope is lost when we're cut off for our parts. And then God says to Ezekiel, verse 12, Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, all my people, I will open up your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. And bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves and my people, oh my people, and brought you up out of your graves. Now, some of those songs that we sang today just talked about, one of those songs specifically talked about the graves being, I can't remember which one it was, uh, but one of those songs today was talking about coming and being raised up. And, and some of the songs today talked about breath. Uh, again, to me, I was just, Lord, this is, thank you for your encouragement that this is what we need to hear. Uh, All right, well, let's, let's read, go ahead and read verse 14. And he said, and God said, he, he will put my, uh, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place in you, place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Now, from these verses, I think it's a direct revelation, obviously, of 
these bones being raised up, that flesh came upon them, but they still didn't have that breath yet. And then he told Ezekiel to speak to the wind. And as we said a while ago in the Hebrew, that's, that breath, the wind, the spirit are all the same thing. So let's go, uh, let's go over to Acts chapter 1. We'll read the first uh, eight verses, I think. All right, the, in the former treatise, uh, treatise have I made, O Theopolis, all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen in of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them, he commanded that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And then verse 6, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost part of the earth. So I believe... In the Old Testament, through that passage in Ezekiel, God was using that breath as, again, another representation of the Holy Spirit. And then it, you come in here to the New Testament, this is, you know, specifically where the, the apostles, and we, this is where we know that God poured out His Spirit. First, He told them to wait. Uh, like verse 4, he said he commanded them to wait for the promise, and that being the promise that the Holy Spirit would come. So I believe that's for us to, to, to consider today is how, how are we willing to wait on God's Holy Spirit to continue to move through us as we go forward? Uh, you know, we... You know, it's not easy for us to wait. I think everybody knows there's, we all have our times of being, being patient or not being patient. And, uh, but we have to know and see it from God's side. He already promised them here that he, they would, you know, he would bring a spirit. And also, also that he's going to bring power. So... You know, you can kind of start thinking about or imagine what the apostles were going through in the upper room, waiting for that to happen. And, you know, there's different scenarios you can think about of, you know, what people were saying, you know, how they were reacting to uh, that time of wait. But somehow, some way, as we just go to chapter 2, uh, verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, and they were all with one accord in one place. How that happened, he didn't tell us how that happened. 
He just said it happened. So folks, it can happen here too. Whatever God, uh, whatever it takes for God to get us in that one accord, all moving through the, the Holy Spirit. Verse 2, and suddenly, as they were together, obviously, in that one, you know, they were in one accord. And suddenly there came that sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it all filled the house where they were sitting. And, of course, then they appeared unto them the tongues like a fire, and it sat upon them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. And then if you go on, it talks about how as they went out from that upper room, that they, uh, the people that were out in the streets or whatever, how they were, they were just amazed at what was happening. So I believe that's, again, another thing the Lord wants us to, to encourage us, that as we go outside the doors or as we leave our homes uh, and we go out, we have to be willing to move through the Holy Spirit in witnessing to others, into dealing with any circumstance that may not look good. Uh, I think there's, I'm thinking of Wesley in particular here. You know, God's going to do a work there. I believe that. He may be in a, a state right now that's not, uh, didn't look like that's what God's doing. But I'm telling you, I just believe God's going to do, raise him up. He's going to, he's going to be in death, just another testimony to us. I mean, I, I just think of things he's already done. He, he's brought Faye back to us. He's, he's got more to do. He's got uh, things in our families that he's starting to do. He's starting to work. He, again, like I said earlier, he's, he's answering some prayers, and we're beginning to see and, and realize that we're, we're not doing all this in vain. We're doing this because he has commanded that we wait on him, that we move through him, and that his spirit would just reign in our lives. I wish I could, uh, had, you know, if I had known all the songs Caleb would, had, had uh, picked this morning, or really God chose, I think God moved on his heart to do those, that there's so many things in what God has for us now. Uh, and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to figure out how I maybe get some of those songs out there on our website. So it can be just an encouragement to think about those songs, uh, think about what God can do. Uh, you know, he, he's going to move, and you, you don't have to believe it because I'd say it, obviously. It's because it's in God's Word, and God has to encourage us to, to move forward, and I'm just that person that he's telling me today, encourage the people. Tell them that I can still move. I can move in these valleys. I can move in these circumstances. I can, all you have to do is, is through the Holy Spirit, trust me. Okay. Uh, a couple of the things I believe that he wanted me to share are that, you know, there's areas in our lives that we need, that we need to change. He needs to change us. Because if we didn't change, we would just come, stay in those ruts, stay in those routines. Uh, again, I'm not saying that we're bad people. We are good people. 
we just have to look at it from that God's just wanting to get us to again when we move through the Spirit. Uh, you know, He's given us so many examples in the Bible of of how He moved through just simple people. Uh, just think of Moses. It seems you know we we hear. I guess if we go to Hebrews eleven, we can. Visit all those people there in, the, I guess, the Faith Hall of Fame, as they call it, maybe. But those people were willing to be moved and just listen to God. And, you know, some of what they had to do had to be out of their own comfort zone or the areas. And that's what, as I was preparing this and thinking about, Lord, you're, you're getting me definitely out of my comfort zone and doing this today. Uh, but I, I've known all week this is what he wanted, so I've just been excited about it. And then all the things that's happened, even with the, you know, again the singing today. Uh, but he's given again. I would encourage you this week to think about what God has done for you, uh, and and those positive examples and lives. That he left in, in here for us to listen to, to, you know, there's been many a sermons on many of the great people. But they're not for us to hear and, oh, that was good. That's so that we also can, we don't have to just be letting those people be the only ones to do things. We can move and let God if we just choose to surrender, that Caleb was saying, talking about this this morning. That was another thing that I believe the Lord uh, wanted us to hear this morning is that part of this process is going to be a surrender. Now we hear that word a lot, and uh, I know for myself, it's just it's not an easy thing sometimes because you think sometimes you're surrendering to God, and but then at other times you realize. Well, I could do a little bit more. And, and again, this message is not to, to downgrade you and say, hey, well, you need to do more. That's, that's not what this message is about. This message is about seeking him, surrendering to him. Uh, another part of the movie we saw the other night was uh, the mom was trying to do a lot of things in her own strength. But she, well, she was still asked, she told the doc, the, one of the doctors that came said, you know, he was supposed to be one of the best in, in, in that field uh, and was supposed to be re- renownedly known. And he came and said, you know, he was giving her all the negative circumstances. There's no way that this should happen, you know. And she told him in the movie, the, the lady told him, said, you just do the best that you know how to do and let God do the rest. And, and then it came a little bit later, uh, she had to get to a point where she was just not really moving all the way in the spirit like she should, and she had to come to a point where she had to just cry out to God and said, God, I just surrender myself in this circumstance, this whole thing, I surrender it to you. So, again, that was just another confirmation that part of what we need to just think about uh, uh, in these coming days uh, as we go forward. Uh, but he has given, God's given us these examples. 
so that we can trust him because he wants not only to love, do things in our lives, he wants to do things in this church and through us to this community and, and, or wherever you're at. You know, God's got, he's got these examples so that we can, uh, he can make that change in us. And that one day, you know, we're not going to say, okay, we've finally arrived. We're going to be continually changing. And uh, we, we're not going to get to the place where we're just going to settle down and we're going to just sit on the porch and drink tea. We're, we're going we're gonna to constantly be, uh, he's got breath in each one of us so that we can move mountains. We can move circumstances. And, and we can see, you know, part of it uh, as I was preparing was, and I've been thinking, a lot of things that we, we, even some of the messages that we heard on the videos is, we need to be to the place that we are still believing that God is miraculous, that God can do miracles. He can, he can do impossible circumstances because he's, we've, we've not only seen it in his word and we can go back and be encouraged to, to go back and keep looking at that, but we can see examples of, of just what he's done in the last few months of, of again, faith coming back, of, of, of some testimonies of what God's done in healing already. He's already done it. So uh, this morning I just encourage you to maybe go back if you, if you want to and, and just let God move through his spirit. And if there's areas, if there's valleys that you, you realize, you know, I'm, I've kind of just given up on that. Or I'm not capable of going out and uh, witnessing to others. Or I'm not capable of standing up here and bringing a message or whatever it may be. God can do, do it. And that's what he's encouraged us this morning to do. Amen? Okay. Uh, let's pray. Father, as we have heard your word, again, I thank you for all your encouragement, your, your revelation to, to moving in us, moving in our assembly, moving in our lives, Lord. Again, not just here, but throughout all those that hear this message. You've had this message for a reason. And Lord, those areas that we don't understand, Lord, help us to wait for you. Help us to just seek you and, and just be willing to let you show us uh, whenever that time is why things sometimes don't work the way they should. Sometimes why uh, circumstances didn't, we prayed and we were believing you. Lord, just show us those areas. If it's sin, if it's, if it's just a matter of waiting on you, Lord, you're going to deal with our hearts. Lord, I just ask that you would make these people here today to, to come to you, to ask for your breath to, to work in their lives. Your Holy Spirit, Lord, you've given that to us. That we can, through the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a unique way that you have already brought into our lives that we can minister to others and that your kingdom can be furthered. 
for your name's sake. I just ask that you do that, Lord, and as we seek you, Lord, as we continue to go on here, Lord, you're going to show us what we need, when we need it, and that we're going to rely on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Joseph, could you, uh, there's a Don Moen song called Have Your Way. Uh, you don't necessarily have to, I don't know, you may have to put it on the screen for it to play, but uh, everybody let's stand up. When I was preparing this last night, I came up through some music. Part, part, of, part of what's going to happen, I believe, through this process is our worship. That's one thing I, I forgot to mention that the Lord just reminded me. Caleb was you know, sharing this morning about, just, just think about those verses that he shared in Psalm 119. It talked about being raised to life. Or 118? Yeah, what did I say, 119? Okay, let's see here. Let's go back there then. One fifteen. Let's see. I'm trying to think if I can find. And he was he was actually mentioning about don't be dead. Here's your opportunity to praise the Lord. In verse seventeen, he read, "The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down into silence, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord." So that, again, that, that particular verse and some of the verses in the songs just, again, talks about how we're, he can bring us to life. So, uh, again, take these, some of these songs. Just, I encourage you during the week. Uh, to, you may not feel like when you're in this place you can sing real loud because, oh, I don't sing that good. Well, do it at home then. And that way as you come home, I mean, come in, then you you you've done it at home. Then you can do it here. So I would encourage you that I'm I'm just I'm just so thankful that God's given us uh, He's given us songs that we can sing. He's given us a word that we can hear. You know I'm just encouraged, and I, w- I would hope that you are too this morning.